0: Praise the Lord. Good evening, uh, family. This is Apostle Mutushi Chwene from the Last Days Evangelism Ministries in South Africa, in Limpopo Province. Uh, thank you for always coming on this platform on Friday evenings to learn and hear, and we have fellowship together in the Word of God. And I truly believe that you are being blessed, you have been built up, you have been pushed to desire more of God in your life. Praise the Lord. What a mighty God we serve. So we are grateful to what God is doing in our time, in our generation. We must never say, I wish I was in the generation of Elijah. I wish I was in the generation of... Appreciate God for the generation. He he saw it fit for you to be part of this generation. Don't say, when you're doing that, you are blaspheming against God. You are insulting God. Oh, I wish I was in the, in the generation of Jeremiah. I, was, I wish I was in the generation of Elijah. Hey, you are in the generation of Mutush here. Come on now. You are in my generation. And we are writing this history together. So don't say, oh, I wish I was in the days of, of Apostle Paul. God saw it fit for you to be in this generation. When you say those kind of words, you know, ignorance is destroying us. You are ignorantly insulting God. You are blaspheming against God. He saw it fit for you to be part of this generation. Praise God. I thank God I am in this generation. You know, you even hear many people, they want to appreciate those who have died. Oh, how, uh, you know, we know of Reverend Ngidi. What about the servants of God who are still here now? What about Apostle Mabaso? What about Reverend Mupete? These are servants of God in our time. Praise God. What about what about uh, Reverend Gumbi? What about Apostle Mashaba? What about Apostle Andile Miamani? Those are servants of God, and we shall appreciate them while they are still here. Don't say well, they have passed and say, you know, I remember this and this. No, that's that's idolatry. That is idolatry. So, ladies and gentlemen. Here I am. I am part of this generation. You are in my generation as a servant of the Lord and other men of God. And we're going to have a great time in the Word of God. I want you to open up your ears, your eyes, everything, because I'm about to touch something tonight. Last Friday, we, know we spoke about how when the enemy comes and Tempers with the side of a child of God, and what happens, and you know. And I truly believe that uh, uh, people, people were touched, people were have learned something. But I want to go back to the same scripture. I want to go back to the same scripture tonight, because tonight I'm dealing with self-righteousness. Many Christians, we profess that we are. Saved and born again, washed by the blood of Jesus, saved by the amazing grace of of the Lord. But I tell you, many Christians, you are self-righteous. And if it happens that you don't know what self-righteousness means, that is why I am here to teach. I am here to teach that you understand what does self-righteousness mean but many christians you you can see you know by the way they talk and the way they are bringing on their opinions on other people's calamities and what people have went through and you can begin to pick up self-righteousness and we want to hear the mind of god tonight that what is God saying about self-righteousness. In fact, where did self-righteousness start? Me, I'm one person. If there is an issue in the body of Christ, I will go and check it where it all began. If you follow my teaching, you see I always pick up things from the root. And tonight we're going to check where did self-righteousness all begin because it begins somewhere. We can't just talk about it and as if like it started you know, in the early church and all that. We need to go back and find the root cause. How did it all begin? Praise God. Now, we are back again in the book of Genesis, chapter number three. Genesis, chapter number three. In the book of Genesis, chapter number three, we find a man by the name or a man Adam and the wife Eve I believe these people were holy people of God were holy righteous because that's how God has created them praise the Lord he created them in his own image and his likeness they were holy righteous until they sinned against God praise the Lord For content's sake, let's just take it from verse number one, chapter number three, verse number one. Now the serpent was more subtle and crafty than any living creature of the field which the Lord had made. And he, Satan, said to the woman, can it really be that God has said you shall not eat from every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit from the trees of the garden, except the fruit from the tree. Which is in the middle of the garden. God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You shall not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open, and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil, and blessing and calamity. And when the woman saw that the tree was good, suitable, pleasant for food, and that it was delightful to look at, and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise, She took off its fruit and ate, and she gave some also to her husband, and he ate. Then the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed thick leaves together, and made themselves apron-like girdles. And they heard the sound of the Lord walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord called to Adam and said, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, Who told you that you were naked, Adam? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you that you shall not eat? And the man said, The woman whom you gave me to be with me, she gave me the fruit from the tree, and I ate. And the Lord said to the woman, what is this that you have done? And the woman said, the serpent, you know, oh my God, the serpent begale, cheated, outwitted, and deceived me, and I ate it. And the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed above all domestic animals. Uh, and above every wild living thing of the field and your village, you shall go and you shall eat dust and what, is, what it contains in all the days of your life. Praise the Lord. So, so now God explained and explained beginning to give judgment. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. And that's how it happens. Oh Jesus. <clears throat> Somebody said the Lord is good. Praise God. So this is what happened. This is what happened here. Um, oh Jesus. So, there's an issue of nakedness. (laughs) Ah, Jesus. There's an issue of nakedness here. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jesus. I will show something here powerful. Chapter number 3, verse 21 says, For Adam also, and for his wife, the Lord God made long coats, tunics of skins, and clothed them. Hallelujah. Can you see that Adam, after he realized that they were naked, they took some, some leaves of a tree. Bible says, let, let, "Let me read that verse again." Uh, Jesus, the, the Bible says that they made. That is verse number seven. They made themselves apron-like girdles, apron-like girdles, using the, you know, the fig leaves from the fig tree to cover their nakedness. And God also brought what. Look at this now. And for. For Adam and for his wife, the Lord God made long coats of skins and clothed them of animals, remember? So there were were animals which were slaughtered to take the the skins of those animals to God made tunics and you know, and coats for them to cover their nakedness. Now let me show you something. When Adam realized that he was naked, which is something he was not created for, because he was covered with the glory of God, but this time he has fallen short of the glory according to Romans 3 verse 23. And now these guys, what they do, they cover themselves. There is a difference when God covers you and when you cover yourself. When God covers you is mercy. But when you cover yourself is self-righteousness. Shagabahadosh, of sherefidas. I wanna say it again. When God covers you, it is mercy. But when you cover yourself it's self righteousness, so God had to take away the leaves that they used to cover themselves and cover them with the skin from an animal. And God, created, you know, created tunics and coats for them because God was telling them that nah. You're not going to be righteous in your own efforts using your own standards. You're going to be righteous by my standards. And that skin of an animal that was slain speaks of Christ because meaning something was slaughtered and the skin was taken to cover them. When you're covered with the animal's skin we no longer see your body we see the animal skin that is why now we understand that when you are in Christ in the spirit God is no longer seeing me but he sees Christ mm. so right from the beginning in the garden of Eden God after the mess of Adam and Eve and he found them having done their own self righteousness that is they have covered themselves God still say, I am Something must be slaughtered. You take that thing and cover yourself. Which was a prototype of Jesus. Will be slaughtered. Praise the Lord. That is where when Jesus was crucified. Slaughtered if we speak of a language of animals. Like he's a lamb. But if Jesus was crucified. You remember? They took off his clothes. He was naked because Adam was naked. So Jesus was. You know. When you watch the movies, they are trying to be to be to, to look to look good by covering Jesus, but Jesus was Jesus was naked. They took off his clothes. They even used they even you know played dice to you know to to to, to win you know his garment. So now, self righteousness. It is when you are trying with your own efforts to make yourself righteous. Somebody can say, oh, man of God, uh, I am living a holy life. I am righteous because I'm still a virgin. It is not virginity that makes you righteous. It is Jesus Christ who makes us righteous. Come on, let's get our gospel right. Let's stop this thing of preaching some Fanagalo kind of a gospel. We've got so many crooks in the church today because we don't preach the true gospel. We're We're preaching the gospel of do's and don'ts. I'm not saying we should not tell people, don't do that. We should. But from the, from the eyes of Christ and the finished work of Calvary, not from the mosaic law, not from religion and demands of philosophies made by man. It is not your virginity that makes you righteous. It is when you have got faith in Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he made him who knew no sin to become sin. That in union with him, we might become the righteousness of God in Christ. Let me submit to you. You being a virgin does not make you holy or righteous. That is the teachings of traditions of men. Oh, it's a good thing to keep yourself until you meet your husband. It's a good thing. But it does not make you righteous nor holy. It is through the sacrificial death of Jesus that we are made righteous. Not because of what we can do or because of what we have done. We are made righteous because of what Jesus Christ has done for us on the cross of Calvary. So many people keep on falling into sin because they are trying to use their own efforts. They are fueling their own abilities to stay pure. And the moment they try that, then the law of Moses knocks them down and they feel condemned. If you understand this thing tonight, that Jesus made me righteous, I have not done anything. I was made righteous before I I started respecting my elders, before I could start drinking, before I, I was made the righteousness of God. Through Christ. That's why I love Jesus so much. Some of you, you don't know why I love Jesus like the way I love him. I love him because he did for me what I could not do for myself. He did for me what religion can't do for me. He did for me what no man can do for me. That is to cleanse me with his blood, his precious blood. And now I'm the righteousness of God. Now I am cleared. My conscience and spirit sprinkled with the blood of Jesus. So I am what I am now, not because of what I have done, but because of what Jesus has done for me. I believe what Adam should have done after he realized that he has sinned against God. He was just supposed to run back to the spot where he was and just remain there naked and wait for God's message to come and cover him. But Adam and Eve, they resorted to start a movement of self-righteousness. And they covered themselves with leaves from the fig trees. And when God came they said, ah, that's not how things must be done. Take off your stuff. I'm as the one who must cover you. When I created you, I covered you with my glory. And now you have fallen short of my glory. Why do you use leave to cover yourself? Why don't you allow me to come in and cover you again? People who are self-righteous, they are so judgmental. They are judging other people. They don't love people who look like sinners. Or even those who are sinners, they don't love them. And the only way they compare themselves with the sinners is that they they are doing good. They are living a a holy life. And I can tell you, God does not love self-righteousness. So we can see from the Bible. We can see from the Bible that self-righteousness started with Adam. Listen to me. The gospel of Jesus is not stop drinking alcohol and be saved. Come on, let, let, me, let me help you. Let me help you. Some of you guys, you are theologians. You have got degrees in theology. Some of you have got masters in theology. But you are preaching self-righteousness. You are preaching self-righteousness. You judge. That's, why you, that's why you judge other people. Oh, me, I'm living a holy life. You have examined yourself using your own standards. Why didn't you wait for God to come and judge you and examine you? Outside Christ, because if you use your own standards, you must be examined outside Christ. And I can tell you, outside Christ, you are nothing. You're nothing at all. You're nothing. Me you something here. Yeah? you something. Shandobo, Shekibaya Zanda Faluda, evi Gabara, Da Sule, Freade, Kinda Alosa, Kivedo, Umba, Faradua Daedi. Edi, Eda Gabazo Glebre, Faradosa Pratale Mendo, Hufra Aliade. de Hasopariya. hasoparia, Paria, Linda Gapaya, Solahatia, Preda Cahade, Selehendo Vro, Jaledra Anda, eida Gavaya, Ledoja Verhadia, Lebrados Seglivia, for I will give you garments of righteousness beautifully made out of love for my people I will not leave you to be naked exposed to the enemy I have given my son that through his righteousness you might be reconciled back to me For I am the one who clothes you. Receive my message as my spirit gives you understanding to live a life of liberation that now is because of my son's death that you shall live the glory life. For he came to lift you up from your fallen state. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look at, look, look at Isaiah. Look at Isaiah 64. Isaiah chapter 64, from verse number 5, says, You meet and spare him who joyfully works righteousness, uprightness, and justice, earnestly remembering you in your ways. Behold, you were angry, for we sinned. We have long continued our sins, prolonging your anger. And shall we be saved? He's asking a question. Verse number six. For we have all become like one who is unclean, ceremonially like a leper. And all our righteousness, our best deeds of rightness and justice is like filth wrecks or a polluted garment We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away far from God's favor, hurrying us toward destruction. Can you see that? He says, Our best deeds of rightness and justice is like filthy rags or a polluted garment. Do you see how when you are trying to be a self righteous believer? when god looks at you you are like filthy rags and a polluted garment meaning your self-righteous is still dead before him it's only through jesus that you are made righteous self-righteous people let me show you self-righteous people let me show you self-righteous people in the bible let me show you you self-righteous people in the bible Let me show self-righteous people in the Bible. Look look at Luke chapter number 18. Luke chapter number 18. Luke chapter number 18 18 from verse number 9. It says, Jesus taught this parable to those who were convinced. They were morally upright, and those who trusted in their own virtue yet looked down on others with disgust. You know, people who are self-righteous, they like to look down on other people because they think like they are dirty, they are sinners, and they are the best. So they, they look down on other people. In verse number 10, Jesus now starts. He says, once there were two men who went into the temple to pray. Both of them, they went to church. One was a proud religious leader. You see, a proud religious, it's not not even a proud leader, a proud religious leader. And the other is a despised tax collector. A proud religious leader and a despised tax collector, they are both going to the house of God to be in prayer. Verse number 12 says, the religious leader stood apart from the others. You see, they always separate themselves from the rest of the people because they are holier than thou. So they don't even pray in the same place with everyone. He separated himself from others, this proud religious leader. And prayed, how I thank you, oh God, that I'm not wicked like everyone else. They are cheaters. They are swindlers and crooks like that tax collector over there. God, you know that I never cheat or commit adultery. I fast from food twice a week. And I give you my tithe. That's the prayer of a proud religious leader. The tax collector stood off alone in the corner, away from the holy place, and covered his face, feeling that he is not worthy to even look up to God. Beating his breast, he sobbed with brokenness, tears saying, "God, please, in your mercy." and because of the blood of sacrifice, forgive me, for I am nothing but the most miserable of all sinners. Which one of them left home that day made right with God? Jesus asked a question. It was the humble tax collector, not the religious leader. For everyone who praises himself, will one day be humiliated before all. And everyone who humbles himself will one day be lifted up and honored before all. That's what Jesus says regarding self-righteousness. You see how the proud religious leader he was telling God I'm tithing every day. I do this. I fast. I do this. I'm not a cheater. I'm not like this test collector. That's pride. We've got self-righteous ministers. We've got self-righteous believers. Listen to me. If you don't want to acknowledge the finished work of the cross in your life, you are self-righteous. That is why when others, they have offended, you never forgive them, you judge them. As if you don't have any faults. If you want me to preach the law, can I tell you the law? Even one of them. I'm not even going to quote one. Let me tell you one of them. Ms. Okay, it's fine. Let's go this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's, let's follow the Bible. Let's follow the Bible. I surrender all to you. I want to show you something here. Randa bush, Bredados. I love Jesus. Are you still there, family? I love the Lord. It's only Jesus who will set us free. In the Brendo Zublara. Rando ofia alados enduga la afila arlemendos fruicia avele piados enda kahade kivrida dosa My God, He who speaks in a tongue edifies Himself. La Lakopo shata kaya lendo dapa of la ofla arigetrika pasota idiga braados. Oh, I love Jesus with all of my heart. I love Jesus. Galatians chapter number three. Galatians 3, verse number 10 says in the TPD translation. But if you choose to live in bondage under the legalistic rule of religion, you will live under the law's curse. For it is clearly written, utterly cursed is everyone who fails to practice every detail and requirement that is written in this law. Which means anyone Who does not keep the whole law is cursed. So if you want to live by the law, let me hold you on one, on one law. Not even the one who said, do not steal, do not do this. Do not covet the sin of covetousness. It means you desire other people's things. Have you not desired your neighbor's car? Have you never desired your neighbor's house? Have you never desired your your, your cousin's clothes? That is covetousness. What about, man of God, me, I live a holy life. I'm still a virgin man of God. I never fornicated, I never committed adultery, I never drank alcohol, but what about the sin of covetousness? You desire other people's properties. You desire other people's blessings. That is covetousness. How many have coveted? Self righteous people, the only one to judge people who are caught in the act of adultery. Let me show something. Let me show again a group of self righteous people. Self righteous. John chapter number 8, from verse number 1. Jesus walked up to the Mount of Olives near the city where he spent the night. Then at dawn Jesus appeared in the temple courts again, and soon all the people gathered around to listen to his words. So he sat down and taught them. Then in the middle of his teaching, the religious scholars, hmm. Yandabaya. These are these guys are not scholars, my friend. They are police, these ones. When they come, they come to arrest you. (laughs) Then in the middle of his teaching, the religious scholars and the Pharisees broke through the crowd. And brought a woman who had been caught in the act of committing adultery and made her to stand in the middle of everyone my friend this woman she was not suspected she was found busy doing the deeds with that man then they said to Jesus teacher we caught this woman in the very act when this is in the very act she was found busy doesn't Moses' law command us to stone a woman like this? They're asking Jesus, Tell us what do you say we should do with her? They were only testing Jesus because they hoped to trap, to trap him with his own words and accuse him of breaking the law of Moses. But Jesus didn't answer them Instead, he simply bent down and wrote in the dust with his finger. It's for another day, this one. Angry, they kept on insisting that he answer their questions. So Jesus stood up and looked at them and said, Let's have the man who has never had a sinful desire throw the first stone at him. And then he bent over again and wrote some words in the dust. Upon hearing that, the accusers slowly left the crowd one at a time, beginning with the oldest to the youngest, with a convicted conscience. Until finally Jesus was left alone with the woman, still standing in front of him. So he stood back and said to her, Dear woman, where are your accusers? Is there no one here to condemn you? Looking around she replied, I see no one, Lord. Jesus said, then I certainly don't condemn you either. Go and from now on be free from all life of sin. But here's a question. They found a woman in the very act of adultery. She was sinning. The difference between this woman and the crowd is that the woman was caught but they were never caught. And Jesus said, if anyone here doesn't have never committed sin, be the first one to throw the stone. No one did that. Brethren, never ever condemn your brother your sister. I'm not saying don't correct them. Correct them from the sin that they're in. Correct them, but don't condemn them. As if you are the only one who is holier than thou. Self-righteous people are so judgmental like the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Self-righteous people. They, they believe that they are the only ones. They believe that they are the only ones who are righteous. They believe they are the only ones who are holy. That is a spirit of self-righteousness. This challenge of self-righteous is even hitting the clergy. It's hitting the ministers. It's hitting those who are serving in their local church. It's hitting them. Because just because you come to church, you want to throw a stone at another one who's not coming to church. But yet you find you are wicked in your heart. You covet other people. You are jealous of other people in church. That is still sin before God. It is still Impurity. It's still impurity. Guard against covering yourself. Be covered by the mercies of God. Be covered by the mercies of God. Don't cover yourself. Many people, even when they are preaching, they are preaching self righteousness. No man can be righteous by observing. The law of Moses. No man can be righteous by following religious principles. No man. We are made righteous through Jesus Christ. When you believe that Jesus is the Son of God, when you believe that God raised him from the dead, in your heart, you will be saved from your sins. You will be saved your sins. Jesus is the only answer. But many believers in church are self-righteous. You're trying to attain righteousness by your own power. Let me show you something. I love you, Jesus. Mm. Romans chapter number 8 from verse number 1 says, So now the case is closed. Wow. wow. And there remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one for the law of the spirit of life flowing through the anointing of jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death for god achieved what the law was unable to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of our human nature yet god sent us his son in human form to identify with human weakness clothed with humanity God's son gave his body to be the sin offering so that God could once and for all condemn the guilt and power of sin. So now every righteous requirement of the law can be fulfilled through the anointed one living his life in us. And we are free to live not according to our flesh but by the dynamic power of the Holy Spirit. Let me help you with a very uh, simple translation a simple translation I love Jesus Thank you holy father Let me, me reach for you with a simple translation simple translation Look at this now. Look at this now. It says, using the NIV, it says, for what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful men to be a sin offering. And so he condemned sin in his sinful man. In order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us because of Jesus. The righteous requirements of the law are fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature but according to the spirit. Can you see that child of God? Can you see that? Hey, you are not righteous because of what you have done. Come on, can we start preaching the gospel in, in our churches? Let's, let, can we start preaching the gospel? And preaching the gospel is preaching Jesus, not what people want to hear. Jesus is our righteousness. It was through him that we were able to meet the requirements of the law first thing as a believer you must understand that it wasn't when you stopped smoking that you became righteous it was not when you stopped fornication that you became righteous but it was when you accepted jesus christ as your lord and savior in your life that you became righteous Oh, man of God, are you saying people should continue? No, there's no way. Paul asks a question. Should we continue to sin that grace may abound? He says, no, we've died to sin. Accepting Jesus, it means you have died to sin. And by faith, the life you live in the body, you live it by faith in the Son of God. You're watching me. You're struggling with masturbation. You have got various addictions in your life. You stop today, the following day you continue. You stop today. Listen to me. As long as you want to use your own efforts, you keep on, you're going to keep on practicing masturbation until you wholly depend on the finished work of the cross and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. that He gives you power to have dominion over sin. You're going to keep on doing it. This is something you can do it in the closet. And yet judge someone who's holding a can of beer outside. You can do this thing in the closet and, and, and judge a, a young girl who is pregnant outside marriage. But this is what you're doing in the closet. And you've been trying, crying to God to say, Lord, help me to stop this thing. It's not stopping. Because you can't stop it. It's only the power and the anointing of Jesus that will stop it. And also when you change your belief system. Change your beliefs to understand that I am no longer having to stop something to be righteous. But I, I stop because I was made the righteousness of God. In the Old Testament, you have to stop to become righteous. Now we shall not. But in the New Testament, we stop because we are already righteous. How? Jesus made you righteous without you having to do anything. Accept to have faith and believe and say, Lord, I believe that you are the Lord and the Savior of my life. Let's get the gospel right. Let us not ask, make people to believe in Jesus and, and preach the Old Testament preachings, especially where he speaks about the laws. No, Jesus became a sin offering for all the world. And whoever believes in him will not perish, but have life and life in abundance. Maybe you're watching me. You're struggling with a certain sin. Hey, hey, I forgive you your sins now. Apostle, what did you say? Let me repeat again. I forgive you your sins. Right now, I forgive you your sins. You're forgiven right now. If you're watching right now, you are forgiven. I've, I have forgiven you of your sins. All of them, you're forgiven. Apostle, what are you doing? Go read the Bible. Go read the Bible. I can't even explain it now here. Go read the Bible. Come on, let's bring the the real kingdom manifestation. Let's let's preach the real kingdom manifestation messages. It's not what you do that makes you righteous. It's when you believe in Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and you become the righteousness of God in Christ. What a blessed life of salvation. Thank you, my Father. When there was nothing that could help, Jesus came through. I love the song says, It was God who gave His Son when nothing else could help. It is true. Even the law, the Bible says, was powerless. Many people tried many things, but those things were powerless. It was Jesus' sacrificial death, Jesus' blood, that has brought us the forgiveness of our sins. From today, I want to help you. Because Satan has kept you in your house, and through his loud voice in your conscience, he always keeps on accusing you, that you did this, you did that. You think you're a child of God. Look, you sinned. You you have done masturbation. You have you have drank. You, you you have been smoking some stuff. You have lied. You have stolen something, and you call yourself a child of God. You're not worthy. He does this that when you worship God, there must be a, a veil between you and God, and He uses that veil that you feel that you are away and separated from God. But I'm here to declare right now as you're watching tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says when Jesus was in the on the cross, when He cried with a loud voice, the veil in the temple was torn from you know you know you know from top to bottom. As a sign that there's not going to be any veil standing before you and God. The veil has been torn apart, child of God. And now because of the sacrificial death of Jesus, because of the blood of Jesus, you can now come boldly into the presence of God. For there's a new living way open for us through the flesh of Jesus. Praise the Lord that we can come to the throne of God, you know, with confidence and assurance, you know, with consciences that have been cleared with the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see how simple the gospel is? Do you see how tough religion is it? Oh, you have done something wrong before God. My daughter God is angry. And God is going to kill you for what you have done. Ah, ah. God killed Jesus. Jesus died your death, my friend. Ah, ah, ah. God is no longer angry with you. Because of Jesus. Listen to me. The, The sacrifice... Oh, Ramase, Teleprondo Ovia. The sacrificial death of Jesus is so powerful that it covers you. It dealt with your past, your present, and your future. How many times did you sin after getting born again? Did you lose your birthright? No. Why? The power of the sacrifice Jesus gave to God. And God said to him, I'll do a new covenant. With my people. And I will never again remember their sins. I will never. Just as the east is so far from the west. So shall your sins be away. Far, far from me. Thus saith the Lord. Come on man. We need prophets. who can prophesy. The finished work of the cross. Let me repeat again. We need prophets. Who will come with us, saying the Spirit of the Lord? Who are going to prophesy the finished work of the cross? Who will prophesy that the Lord says, "I will no longer remember your sins anymore, anymore, anymore"? You are forgiven by the blood of Jesus. Don't let religion capture you and make you a slave and in bondage of law and slavery. You are free. By the death and the burial and the resurrection of Jesus. He has made you the righteousness of God. Jesus has qualified you to appear before God. The Bible says in Revelation 1, after he has cleansed earth with his blood and purchased out with the blood, he made us a kingdom of priests and kings. Now you can appear before God being a priest, being a king in the front of the living God. Why? You have been made righteous. And The righteousness that Christ has given you is enough for God. That righteousness is the standard that God always wanted men to be or to have. Listen to me. There is nothing much you can do or nothing less you can do to be righteous. This is the message that changed my life nine years ago. From then nothing could stand before me. I am the righteousness of God. I am not self-righteous. That is why I can sit down with sinners to become the light among them. Jesus spent time with them and go to the house of tax collectors. And the self-righteous said, if this man was a prophet, not have been eating in this guy's house. And Jesus says, I didn't come for the for the for the clean. I didn't come for the healthy, I came for the sick, I came for the for those who are unclean, I came for them. Can I shock you? If Jesus will come here, not, not as a second coming, just like just for a visit, he's gonna go to houses of people you don't like. He's gonna to go to houses of people you never thought that Jesus would go to them. He was passing by in a certain city, a man called Zacchaeus. The Bible says the man who was a crook, who was a tax collector, was robbing people of their monies. But of all the righteous people in that city, priests who were there, Jesus saw Zacchaeus on the tree and said, Zacchaeus, it has been appointed. It was not a coincidence. It was it has been appointed that today I come to your house. And I believe people were saying, How can Jesus leave the houses of many priests who are here? Men and women who work in the temple and is going to a house of a priest. In is going to a house of, of a crook. Indeed, this Jesus is not a true man of God. Self-righteous people. Self-righteous people, they don't have peace. Because they always want to look out what other people are going through. Self-righteous people. Self-righteous people. Oh, I am righteous because I don't do this and that. And that one is a sinner because he's doing this and that. When you play this kind of a game, you're going to become men of the match in the game of Satan, you. Jesus tells us about ten virgins. Ten virgins. But the Bible says five five were wise and the five were foolish. You can still be a virgin, but a fool. And what is a fool? According to the Bible, a fool is anyone who says there is no God. So these virgins, they were virgins, but they they believed there is no God. No wonder they never never carried enough oil. Because the biblically foolish. He says, it's when you say there is no God. And the other five virgins, they were wise, but the others were fools. Never measure your righteousness by the things that you do. Righteousness cannot be measured now because we receive it as a gift from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Even if you are watching right now and you are, you are not born again, you are a sinner. You can become a saint and a holy, righteous, bloody, washed child of God tonight if I can lead you in this prayer if you want. I wish believers can know that we are not righteous because of we have stopped doing certain things. And I'm not saying continue to do those things. No. I'm talking about the doing part. It is not what you do that makes you righteous. It is of the holy Jesus. It's righteousness. Give it to. Let me show something. Let me show something. I love Jesus. Lord, can I read it with a very simple translation that everyone can understand me here? I love Jesus. Look at this. Look at, look at Romans chapter number two. Romans chapter number two from verse number four. It says, oh, oh, Are you so blind? as to trifle with and presume upon and despise and underestimate the wealth of his kindness and forbearance and long-suffering patience? Are you unmindful or actually ignorant of the fact that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repent, to change your mind and inner man, to accept God's will? Let me get a a simple translation. Thank you, Father. I love you, my God. I love you. I love my God. Romans 2, verse number 4 says, Don't you realize how patient he is being with you? Or don't you care? Can't you see that he has been waiting all this time without punishing you to give you time to turn from your sins? His kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. I want to leave it here tonight. Beware of self-righteousness. Being righteous has got nothing to do with what you said you have done. But you are righteous because you believed in Jesus Christ as the son of the living God. Close the case like that. Let's close the case like that. Stop trying to point people with fingers say, Oh, I've done this, I've not done that Since I was born, I've never done that da, 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 da. You are creating a whole lot of list of stuff That you said you have never done them and, and for that reason, you deserve to be You know, given a certificate of righteousness My friend, you are lying to yourself That is self-righteousness That, that is like a filthy wreck before God It's like a polluted garment You are only righteous because you have believed in Jesus Tonight Believe Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior And be righteous Believe in Jesus tonight and be holy just as he is holy. I am winding up and I want you to pray with me now. Father, we thank you tonight for teaching us this message, Lord, for reminding believers and reviving them to stick to the true gospel that liberates us from inside out. We are so fortunate, Lord, we have known you in our age of youth. I bless you, my Father. A singer says, I thank you that I've known you in the days of my youth. I pray for everyone watching that, Father God, may their hearts not be stubborn to divorce religion and be in love with Christ by the Spirit. I pray for the mighty God, those who have condemned themselves, Those who have been hearing voices condemning them because of what they have done, their past mistakes, I here present to them that the blood of Jesus has cleared all their sins and they are forgiven and all they need tonight to do is to believe in Jesus and confess him as their Lord and Savior. Whoever is watching me whether you have committed murder whether you or whether you you have committed abortion whether whatsoever that you have done it is a lie that the blood of Jesus is not enough to forgive you. You are forgiven tonight as you are watching every weekend thing and every sin that you have ever committed right now when you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior I tell you I stand here as a priest of God and as minister in his presence and I say you are forgiven in the name of Jesus Christ the son of the living God thank you father for giving us the gift of righteousness through Christ I bless you my God and I honor you in Jesus name amen Praise God. If you're watching me and you want me to lead you to the Lord tonight, you say, "Muruti, man of God, Fundisi, Megu, can you lead me to Jesus? I want to accept Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Wherever you're watching from, wherever continent you are in, or country, whether you're in Australia, US, UK, China, wherever you're watching from, Namibia, Kenya, Angola, Zambia, wherever you're watching from, Nigeria, and you want to accept Jesus. Because you were in religion, some of you are watching me, Lekoboya. Some of you, are, you are watching me. In fact, you are in Nigeria. You're gonna watch this message. You, 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 you believe in Jesus, but when you're doing certain prayers, you sacrifice animals. It's because you were given a wrong foundation. I want to send me a message to confirm what I'm saying. Oh my God, Yahudash. and you're sacrificing animals, but you still believe in Jesus because you were taught. The gospel which has got errors. But I want everybody watching here saying, man of God, I want to accept Jesus in my life. I want you to quickly follow me in this prayer. The Bible says you believe in your heart unto righteousness and with your mouth you confess unto salvation. If you're watching, join me and pray after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for tonight. I accept you as my Lord and Savior. I believe that God raised you from the dead. Wash me with your precious blood. Write my name in the book of life. I thank you, Lord, for the gift of life that you are giving me tonight. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, Lord. And I'm accepting you into my heart to rule my life from tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. If you have prayed this prayer, you are born again. You are accepted in, in the beloved, you know, in God's family. You are, you are, you are cleansed and you are forgiven and you are a child of God. So write me a message. Tell me that, man of God, I pray the prayer of salvation and I'll congratulate you personally and I'll give you the materials that will help you to grow up in your salvation till we meet again in the glory on the day when we arrive to begin to celebrate the marriage supper of the Lamb in heaven. Thank you so much for watching family love you. You can put your questions in this comments of the very same live broadcast. Put your, 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 your questions about whatever I've been teaching on the subject of self-righteousness. Write me a message. I would love to give you an answer. I won't leave you having confusions in your head. I love you so much, but Jesus loves you more. You are in my prayers, and I pray that you remain in the peace of Christ. Thank you so much. Mwah. You are loved. Amen.